Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, guys. So this is, in a way, kind of a part two also can stand alone. It doesn't have to be a sequel. Uh, but what inspired it is, you know, we've gone through a podcast episode and we've talked a lot to our students, of course, about what do copywriters actually do? Um, and we will link to the what do copywriters actually do all the resources in the show notes. But that made us think, hey, let's do a podcast episode about what do copywriters not do? Because we've seen some confusion there as well. There are a lot of things we don't do, like juggling. <laughs> okay, this is not going to be that exhaustive. It's not going to be that exhaustive. It's going to be specific to other marketing roles, other creative roles, other roles you might encounter as you start learning about copywriting. You start learning all of the other things that go along. I shouldn't even say go along with it. I guess go along with it in the sense that people you might work with, people, other other skills that you might feel like you need to learn. And it might be a little unclear where that line is of where a copywriter ends and where some other profession begins. Um, especially if you've, many of us, didn't know what copywriting was till you know, we knew what it was. Um, and then this whole world opens of all these other careers that we may not know are careers as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, here's, here's a, a pretty basic one to start with, but I'm a copywriter. Do I also need to learn graphic design? No. No. Please no. don't. Please don't. Yes. They're two different careers. And the vast, vast majority of the time, if your brain is built so that you're very good at one, you are not going to be. There are some unicorns out there, absolutely. But the vast majority of us, if you are really, really good, if you are verbal, then you are not 
if you were able to create verbally, you were not able to create to that same excellent level visually and, and vice versa. There are plenty mm-hmm. of designers that should never be copywriters. But this is another one where, well, they're all this, but these are two separate careers. I mean, when you think of as copywriters, when you think of the training and the practice and everything you have to learn to become proficient, it's the same thing with graphic design, except there are also (laughs) often computer programs, which adds a whole other element to it. So as a copywriter, do I need to also be a graphic designer? No. Are clients going to expect me to be able to design? By and large, no. And if they do, then they just, they just, they're so naive. You know, they have no idea who does what anyway. That doesn't mean that you have to do it because they don't understand that that's not part of your job. But that is part of the reason why we're always talking about building your network so that if a client needs a graphic designer, you can say, oh yeah, well, that's actually a separate, that's a a separate career, but I definitely have design contacts. Let me reach out and see which ones are available. Mm-hmm. And we should say both with this and with all of the other careers we're going to talk about, they're, they're whole other careers. They require their own skills and training. So if you're just starting out with copywriting or even your first few years of copywriting, there's still so much you know that you're learning and becoming an expert in copy. So to take parallel paths and learn copy while you're simultaneously learning any other career like graphic design, you're spreading yourself way too thin and you're setting yourself up to A, take longer to get where you want to go and B, then you're not becoming the expert in either one and maybe you're kind of doing eh, work in in both versus focusing on what it is you want to do and knowing I think a lot of people try to add a lot of these careers and services to their plate because they think more clients, they'll have more more clients, there'll be more opportunities, that they can be a one-stop shop, that clients are going to expect this of them. And that's just not the case. Mm-mm. Savvy clients know that these are all, all specializations. And if they want the best work, if they want an expert copywriter, an expert graphic designer, that's going to be two separate people. So know that with all what all of these careers. Exactly. And we'll get back to the to the list of careers, but I, I want to add on to Kate's point there. It can be tempting sometimes when a client says, Oh, we need we need someone to also do SEO for us, or we need someone to do ads management, or we need something. It can be very tempting, especially as freelancers, to be like, Oh, I sure. can do that for you and just think, oh, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll figure it out. I'll catch up. And, but when you really think about it, it's, it's a diff, there's a difference between being a copywriter and having all of the copywriting skills and as a CCA student, having the resources, mm-hmm. you know, if you have not written, written say a video script yet and a and your client says, Hey, can you write a video script for you? That's, it's a different thing to say, yeah, you know what? I absolutely can write a video script for you because you have the fundamental skills. And then quite frankly, you go back to the CCA and watch the bonus course about how to write a video script. So you, you have those resources and you have that fundamental understanding. But if a, co- a client comes to you and says, um, gosh, we need a, someone to, to handle our, our Facebook ads management. Um, do you know anybody? And if you come back and say, oh yeah, I can absolutely do that. It's, it's, it's not really ethical to do that because your client is looking to hire someone who is at a high proficiency level, if not expertise. And as Kate would say, as we both are saying, it is an entire career. I mean, I know Facebook ads managers who spent years training to get that down. And on top of the fact that things change on a, on a weekly, if not daily basis. So it's just to, to, 
maintain that level of proficiency takes a lot of time and effort too. But so it, for you to say, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I can just take that on and think to yourself, I'll figure it out. You're, you're really doing a disservice to your client. You're, you're saying, and they're expecting the same level of you, if you are an excellent copywriter, and of course you are, they're expecting you that same level of excellence in this field that you don't actually know how to do. It's it's the same as when we are as copywriters hear other people say, oh, yeah, you know, well, I just like to write. So I think I'm going to become a copywriter. And we all kind of go, OK, not the same thing. There's a lot for you to learn. It's it's that same thing for you to just say, oh, yeah, yeah, I can just um, I can just, you know, take that take that on for you. And it's it's doing a real disservice to your client. On top of the fact that especially when you get into things like ads management, you're actually dealing with your clients' money. Money, yeah. You are, are managing their finances in ads management. Um, so, so be aware that as you, you, if you are tempted to take on, and we're not saying that you can't learn this, definitely. If, you're, if you become, if you start doing some work and you become fascinated by, I guess I should call it meta ads management, but you become fascinated by it and you're like, oh, I think this is something I kind of like to dig into. Maybe kind of do it on the side with copywriting and great, awesome. But take the time to learn it. Go in and go just the way you did with copywriting. Go, okay, I'm new to this. I'm going to find a good resource. I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to practice it. I'm going to become proficient. And then I'm going to offer my services. Not going to offer those services when I kind of don't really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I know we said it was a disservice to <clears throat> your client's business. Obviously, it's also a disservice to your business because the likelihood of a client working with you again, if you're not delivering what you say you can deliver, is real low. It's not going to happen. Um, and then, you know, word of mouth is really powerful. So we want clients to refer us to their clients and entrepreneur friends, et cetera. And that's not going to happen. In fact, the opposite could happen of, ooh, I worked with this copywriter and they said they could do all of these other things and they can't. Mm -hmm. So be real careful. Yeah. Um, but I know we were talking, we can, let's jump into ads management since we were talking a bit about ads management. That is another career that is a full fledged. Um, and I know you mentioned meta. There's also Google ads management, which is completely different mm -hmm. than meta. Mm -hmm. Yes. Pinterest, um, Pinterest management. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. TikTok ads management. Mm -hmm. um, network ads management. So off of the social media platforms, all of mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It's, it's, and everyone is totally different. Yeah. Different types of audiences, different backends of these systems, different, different ways that you put creative together. Totally, totally different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's enough as a copywriter to have to know how to write copy for each of these ads, to write for Pinterest, to write for Facebook, to write for Instagram. There are different elements, right? So a Facebook feed ad, for example, you have the text above an image generally, if you're using an image, which everyone is, um, or video. Um, and then you have a headline area and then you have a, a little line description under that. So you have these different elements you have to fill out, right? Google, for example, very, very different with their search ads. Uh, if you're doing responsive search ads, I think you have 15 possible headlines, but the character count is under 30. And then your four line descriptions under 90 characters. And so that's a ton to remember as a copywriter alone. And then to know how to manage the back end, to know how to be profitable for your client, because that's really all that matters. Um, it's, it's, like Nikki said, if you're interested in it, find a course, but 
do so once you're already up and running with your copywriting business, you're making money, you have some free time and you want to explore this, great. But if you do it while you're not hitting your financial goals, that's that's when you're spreading yourself too thin and yeah. not going to succeed. Yeah, exactly. There's this idea of like, well, yeah, the more services I offer, the better, then the more money I'll make. And it's really not true. The thing is, is when you're splitting your focus into multiple services, then you're not giving any of them 100%. And I, I, we can tell you absolutely hands down, whatever your financial goal is, it, unless we're talking like seven figures in a year, one-to-one -one services, you're probably not going to hit seven figures in a year. But you know, if you're, if you're looking to get to six figures in a year as a copywriter, even it's, we can tell you it's possible to do multiple six figures. It's a lot of work, but um, it's possible to do that. But so whatever your goals are, you can get there just as a copywriter. And if you put in the, the focus, you can absolutely get there. You don't need to be adding additional services. And to Kate's point, put in the focus on your copywriting career, get that churning along. And then in your free time, so do some learning about meta ads or do some learning about Pinterest ads. But when you try to split your focus equally among two, maybe even three, three. different services, you end up slowing down your progress and um, decreasing your income on each one of them. Mm -hmm. And so along with what well, we're thinking of ads management, I think sometimes people confuse this with social media management, which social media management more often than not speaking to the content that a business is posting on their site, not running advertising dollars for people to see whatever the, the creative is. This is when you go to an Instagram feed and they're, you know, their regular posts on there, or their reels or their stories. Um, same thing, Facebook posts, TikToks, all the platforms, oh. pins that aren't advertised that aren't having money spent behind them. Uh, there's a lot to create there. So again, lots of opportunity for copywriting there. Um, <clears throat> a little more kind of content copywriting. Um, but the management of that and coming up with a content calendar of what is going to be posted when and what the ideas are is a whole other profession. Mm -hmm. Yes. It takes up a, it takes up a ton of time, a ton of brain power to be just imagine if you had to put together, because we were talking about this the other day at the time of filming, we just wrapped up our summer freelance summit. Um, and so the, the topics are on our minds. Um, CCA students, you know, you have all those recordings in uh, on the dashboard if you didn't get a chance to watch yet. But um, in one of the sessions, um, our Mandy Emerson took us through how to plan out posts for yourself for a month. Okay, great. And it was, it was mostly like one a day and she had great ideas. Definitely check it out. But that's just for you and one person and you are not primarily focused on social media. A brand that hire, is hiring a social media manager is looking for someone to be putting up multiple posts a day, be coming up with what those posts should be, be managing who's producing those posts, be... Um, uh, being the, the second set of eyes on those set of posts to make sure there are no typos, to make sure there are no mistakes, to make sure they have the right hashtags, depending, of course, on which social media channel you're using, um, to make sure if you're doing reels or videos to be producing that kind of stuff and making sure that all gets scheduled out using the scheduling software. Blah, 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 blah. 
It's a full and coming up with career. the strategy for the social media channel. So they might, you know, as a social media manager, you might be mul- managing multiple channels and knowing, okay, what are we going to do on TikTok? How is that different than what we're doing on Pinterest? How can we repurpose content? Um, what what is what is working in 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 on TikTok and on Pinterest? What are the different strategies people are using to? attract their audience and get them to take the action that they want them to take. So there's, there's a lot of, of strategy and there's a lot of strategy with copywriting. Obviously, you know, yes. Uh, but this is kind of a higher level looking at these platforms and what's going to work and what the brand should do on each of them and how they all interact together. Mm-hmm. And that is not, that does not fall under copywriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then along with that, usually even taking it to a higher level is just content strategy, content Mm -hmm. management as a whole. So that's the social media content management is is one portion of that. Above and beyond that, um, when we take it up to that higher level, it's all of the content that's going out. So blog posts, videos, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. There, There are people whose roles are to figure out exactly what is going out where, when, and how. How are we repurposing elements? Mm-hmm. What do the metrics look like for each one? What's performing? What's not performing? What do we need to change? What do we need to test? <gasps> are we emailing people about it? Are we sending the, what, what's our email content strategy yes. like to add another channel? <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. yes. And that... I think that I just list all all that stuff and I think, oh, thankfully that does not fall under copywriting. Again, that's another thing that if you're like, oh, I kind of think I could, I could get into that. Great. Awesome. Learn about it. Keep focusing on your copywriting career and in, you know, a, a couple hours a week or maybe an evening a week or something like that, then you can explore that and start learning it. But as with all of these things, in order to actually offer them, you need to know how to do them. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, as a copywriter, you're working with these people, you start to gain more information about all of these areas. And so as with give yourself a little time to explore it through other people's eyes and to say, okay, I see what they're doing. Ask them about it, maybe. And again, with time, you'll start to know, oh, maybe I don't want to explore that. I thought it looked cool and I thought it was something I wanted to add just to, you know, help my clients out, but that's not actually something I'm interested in. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And another thing, which maybe you caught it that when Nikki slipped in uh, talking about social media management was checking for errors or second set of eyes on things. And that is a whole other career as well. Proofreading, copy editing, substantial edits, all of those can be very different things, uh, or are different things, not can be, they are copy editors and proofreaders, different things, uh, different roles. So obviously as copywriters, we want to put our best foot forward. We are checking our work. Yes, we are proofreading our own work. Yes, absolutely. But inevitably we've been so close to it that it's very, very hard for us to be a proofreader or a copy editor on our own work. Uh, And with that, though, we don't necessarily have to offer copy editing and proofreading services on top of our copywriting services. Again, two different careers, going to be two different rates as well. Uh, They don't pay the same. Uh, So it's not something you have to offer your clients. And frankly, I wouldn't, especially if they're wanting you to do a full copy edit on your own work. Again, you're going to do that anyway. You're going to check it anyway to the best of your ability. But inevitably, because you've been staring at it for days or weeks, depending on the project, you're going to miss something. So to have someone else to be able to go through 
and who is trained in it. That's the other thing. As copywriters, we might say, yes, I'm, I have I pay really close attention to detail. People say that all the time. But if you're not trained in copy editing or proofreading, there are going to be things you'll miss. Or you might not know which style guide to use. Do they use Chicago? Do they use AP style? Do they have their own style guide that the client uses and has nuances to their brand? Do they put spaces around M dashes? What is an M dash? If you don't know what an M dash is, don't offer copy editing services. Um, I'm a former copy editor. This is where I get passionate. <laughs> exactly. I will be. I will absolutely say that before I truly understood copy editing, I was like, well, you know, I can really, you know, help you out with that. It's, what do you got to do? It's like basically proofing, right? No, no. It is an incredibly intense, very, very detailed. And and again, as Kate was saying, you are working against a style guide, so you are evaluating every word, you're evaluating every piece of punctuation, you are evaluating. And, and then, oh, actually, if you, if you're just, uh, just for fun, out of curiosity, Google copy editing test. I think like the New York Times has one and um, you you would do very well. I probably would do very, very poorly. But just to give yourself some idea of exactly what level of expertise is required when it comes to copy editing and especially someone who's like I'm, I'm pretty good at that stuff I could do pretty well it is it is eye-opening just to see exactly what kind of intricate work mm-hmm. a copy editor does a copy editor does and it, obviously a proofreader is also um, very important but not nearly as in-depth as a as a copy editor yeah. And there's certain marks if you're actually marking the doc up that to know like how to say transpose versus add a period, all these things. And the other thing about copywriting versus copy editing is you're using completely different parts of your brain. If you go to write copy, as we know, you know, it, you're thinking up ideas, you're concepting, you're, you're moving things around, you're playing with words versus, as we talked about, using a style guide and checking a thing against the set. It's a lot more prescriptive, I guess, versus, and there's, there's rules and steps versus as we know as copywriters, there's no formula. There's no template for writing an email for a client. Yes, you have a subject line. Yes, you might have a headline and body and a CTA. Sure. But there's no, this is right. I, honestly, I would equate copy editing to being more like math almost mm-hmm. because there is, you know, two plus two equals four. Uh, this sentence, how it's constructed needs this type of punctuation and has mm-hmm. this is the subject and this is the adjective. Blah, 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 blah. You should add a gerund. Yeah, exactly. I don't right. I don't, I don't actually, actually know, know what a gerund, gerund is. is. <laughs> My high school uh, English teacher, God love her, she was the best, uh, Mrs. Sheehan. Uh, if you're listening, Mrs. Sheehan, love her. Um, she tried real hard to teach us gerunds, I remember, and we were struggling with, with what a gerund was. Anyway. Anyone knows what a gerund is and can explain it to us in a way that we could use it? Please, please, please write in to us. Another one that falls in, I think, is is SEO and SEO management, which, as you guys know, search engine optimization. Um, we will link to another podcast that we did talking about SEO copywriting and why, surprise, surprise, it doesn't actually exist. Um, but SEO management, search engine optimization is another thing that is a whole career. It is not a matter of trying like, oh, well, this might be a good keyword for them. And so I'm going to like put this in some of my copy or I'm going to put this a couple of times in a blog post. 
that is the tip of the iceberg when it comes to SEO. There is, and I won't even pretend to understand, to pretend that I understand all of the elements that go into SEO, but there is, there is coding that is involved, um, adding specific tags, meta tags, ID tags, all that kind of stuff. Um, site speed goes mm-hmm. into SEO because they're going to, um, search engines will index sites that, uh, that load faster, higher. Mm-hmm. And so then they they will show up higher on the list and they're optimized. Um, but there are all kinds of different elements when it comes to being, when it comes to SEO. And this is another one of those where it is an entire, I guess there really are everything else we're talking about here is an entire career. And on top of that, especially with things like SEO and ads management, as we were saying, they're constantly evolving. And I mean, constantly. You know, Google's entire job is to be Google and to be an excellent search engine. So they are constantly working to improve those search engine results and also weed out the people who are trying to game the system. I mean, it is it is complicated. Which, with keywords, which that was a big thing back in the day with keyword stuffing of like, oh, we want to rank high for this keyword. So uh, copywriting jobs, we're going to put copywriting jobs, every other word and every sub headline and then all of these things. And search engines caught on to that, that there was some really content out there because people were just shoving, shoving these keywords in. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's, it is a, it is a strategic job. There are a whole bunch of different elements to it and it does not fall under copywriting. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't. Another big one. I know we touched on uh, all of some of the development elements that go into SEO. And so web development is another one. You don't have to build your client's website. That's what developers are for. Uh, You do not have to learn how to code. Again, great skill if you want to do it. Sure. But that's not anything when it comes to building technology for your clients. Not a copywriter's, not a Mm -hmm. copywriter's task. No, not at all in our wheelhouse. And along with that um, is building funnels, mm-hmm. building emails. You know, we that's something we do a lot for writer for clients is we write email funnels for them. We take their audience from a place where they just kind of know a little bit about to through a series of emails, get to the point where they are ready to purchase. And it's very valuable. But actually going in and building the funnels, setting them up within whatever system they're using, you know, click funnels, drip, entreport, whatever, knowing all of those different systems, knowing how to set up the dependencies, knowing how to set up the delays, all of that kind of stuff, testing it, um, all of that kind of stuff is, it is a full career. It is, there are so many different elements to it that, and I think that this is another one where people are like, well, I could probably figure that out for you. Let me just, and yeah, you might be able to figure out some elements. And I think this is kind of true with all of them. You might be able to figure out some elements, but what do you do when you come up to something that you don't know, right? Or what do you do when your client asks you a question and you don't have the answer to that question, but they're seeing you as the expert to this, you know, like, okay, well, um, why did our, why are our open rates so much different on this one? Or, okay, well, we need to segment this out so that this group gets this email, this group gets this email. And if they click on this one, then they get added back to this segment, but they don't, but those who don't, uh, exit and go into a different funnel. Like, 
if you are coming in and saying you're the expert, you're saying, I know how to do this. Or you're at the very least saying that I have a really good idea and I have resources to, to do this. As copywriters, it's that same thing like we we're saying earlier, you know, you have the training and you have the, the courses in the CCA if you're a CCA student, uh, but you also have the the resources. So if need be, you can reach out in the, the, the Facebook group and ask, say, hey, my client asked me this question. Does anybody have any insight? Or there was a question about... Um, about uh, responsive Google ads that uh, Stuart mm-hmm. answered on our on one of the coaching calls, on one of the CCA coaching calls, um, and Stuart was able to give a lot of uh, a lot of great insight. Um, you have those resources. If you are doing this, like, well, I'm just going to kind of figure it out. You don't have those resources, and you can Google, but there's no guarantee that what you Google is going to be reliable information. We're up to date again We're because things date. change so fast. Yes, yes. And all these systems, you know, you rattle off drip. We use drip. It changes all the time where they're adding new features or moving things around or calling things by different names and mm-hmm. for the better. We love it. Yes. Big fans of drip. Yeah. But yeah, it's but it's, we love it because it's complicated and mm-hmm. it lets us do all of the stuff that we need to do. But complicated means that it's harder to learn yeah. and harder to implement. Um, and I, I want to mention too, I know that sometimes every once in a while, someone will post in, a, in the group and say, Hey, I saw this job listing and they say they're mm-hmm. looking for a copywriter. But as I look through, they say they also, you know, needs to be able to design landing pages, needs to be able to handle SEO, needs to be able to do basic code, needs to be able to like, wait a minute, does that mean as a copywriter, I'm supposed to know how to do all that stuff? No, no, this is just a company that's trying to get, this is clearly a company that's trying to save money by finding someone who can do all of it. But as we were saying, there's going to, there's no one who's going to be an expert at all of this. They're also probably trying to get someone for like $25,000, $30,000 fresh out of school who somehow magically also has all of these capabilities. Just because a company is looking for something does not mean that's the industry standard. And in fact, I would say that's a red flag. If a mm-hmm. company is expecting the co- it actually not even I would say, it's a it big is. red yeah. flag. If a company thinks a copywriter should also be equally proficient in design and SEO and coding. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. You know, you wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect um, um, you wouldn't expect a a plumber to also be equally uh, equally proficient in wiring, equally proficient in drywalling, equally proficient mm-hmm. in all of these. I mean, even even I was going general. Anest- co- yeah, I was going to anesthesiologist. Like well, they're yes, going to anesthesiologist. They're not going to do the surgery on me. They better not. <laughs> even better. Well, even you know, brain surgeon and a. I mean, not to elevate ourselves. Thank goodness for brain surgeons and all other kinds yeah. of surgeons and medical professionals. But just metaphor wise. A brain surgeon is very different from a heart surgeon. Is very different from a, well, now actually, I don't know if a brain surgeon, I mean, if a heart surgeon, a vascular surgeon, if there is some overlap there. No, I don't know. <laughs> I clearly don't know enough about surgery. I watched several seasons of Grey's Anatomy and didn't learn enough. But you guys gout over saying these are very different careers. And if someone is expecting, if a company is, it's not even expecting, it's like hoping to find someone who's going to do all of that. It is. It says much more about that company and where they are in their business and what they think they can get out of people. It says a lot more about them than it says about you and your skills or anything mm-hmm. like that. Becoming, as you are, becoming proficient as a copywriter and practicing 
and attaining that that expertise. Never perfection, of course. None of us are going to be perfect. There's always, always more to learn. Always more for us to learn. Um, but honing those skills are going to get you to to your goals. And again, if you want, if you get interested in other stuff, awesome, great. That's the whole point of life, right? Is to keep learning and to keep learning new things and and all of that stuff. But if you if you stay focused on copywriting, that is where that is where your your success is going to come from. Let everything else go. Yeah. So, I hope that this has taken some uh, taken some concern off of you. Maybe this is a uh, one of those the few, few episodes. Uh, and if so, great. Um, or if you haven't encountered this yet, we hope that it will help in the future. And with that, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.